0: you are listening to the next best picture podcast and this is our review of lincoln
2: we here highly resolve that these dead
3: shall not have died in vain that this nation under god shall have a new birth of freedom that government of the people by the people for the people shall not perish from the earth
1: We can't tell our people they can vote yes on abolishing slavery unless at the same time we can tell them that you're seeking a negotiated peace.
4: It's either the amendment or this confederate peace. You cannot have both. How
3: many hundreds of thousands of died down your administration?
0: Congress must never declare equal those whom God created unequal. (laughs) Leave the constitution alone. We're stepped out upon the world stage now with the fate of human dignity in our hands blood's been spilled to afford us this moment, now, now,
1: now! Abraham Lincoln has asked us to work with him to accomplish the death of slavery.
5: No one's ever been loved so much by the people.
0: Don't waste that
1: power. This fight is for the United States
5: of America. We choose to be born, or we fit it to the times we're born into.
1: Well, I don't know about myself. You may be.
3: This settles the fate for all coming time.
5: Not only of the millions now in bondage,
0: but of unborn. Millions to come.
5: Shall we stop this
0: bleeding? All right, everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for Lincoln, and the story is as follows. With the nation embroiled in still another year with the high death count of the Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln brings the full measure of his passion, humanity, and political skill to what would become his defining legacy, to end the war and permanently abolish slavery through the 13th Amendment. Having great courage, acumen, and moral fortitude, Lincoln pushes forward to compel the nation and those in government who oppose him to aim toward a greater good for all mankind. The film is starring Daniel Day-Lewis, Sally Field, David Strathairn, Joseph Gordon-Lovett, James Spader, Hal Halbrook, Tommy Lee Jones, and many, 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 many more. It is directed by Steven Spielberg and written by Tony Kushner, here to join me today for this 2012 Retrospective Podcast Review, I have Sarah Clements. Hello. Danilo Castro. Hey, everybody. Nicole Ackman. Hello, hello. Josh Parham. Hello, hello. And Dan Baer.
4: Slavery is the only insult to the natural law, you fatuous nincompoop.
3: <laughs> you, call, you call me a... Th- <laughs> We're starting off with insults here. Hey, I would take any insult from Tommy Lee Jones. I would gladly
0: accept it. (laughs) I'm just going to do my best lead pace. Traitor! (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. Steven Spielberg. Uh, We got to first start off with Steven Spielberg. Uh, Truly a monumental filmmaker, one of the greatest of all time. And this was a passion project for him for a number of years in wanting to capture uh, the legacy of a man who honestly is so revered and respected, considered one of the greatest presidents of our entire uh, nation's history. And it was a real challenge to try to understand how to best capture uh, what makes Abraham Lincoln uh, such a great president, such a great man for so many people, and also to capture not just those highs, but also those lows into a compelling story. You know, it said that uh, Tony Kushner's uh, first script that he handed in to Steven Spielberg was 550 pages long. (laughs) Uh, So they chose, though, to obviously whittle this down, two and a half hour film here. It's based on uh, the book Team of Rivals by Doris Kearns Goodwin. And it mostly, instead of examining from cradle to the grave examination of Lincoln's life, it instead focuses on the final four months of his life, mainly the act to uh, establish the 13th Amendment towards the Constitution and ending slavery and the war in the process. And it's interesting because when we think about biopics in Hollywood, you know, a lot of them do these standard uh, formulas that, quite frankly, I think audiences are tired of and they can see right through. And I think it actually takes a lot of skill to take a very, very small, tiny period of time and find those elements within whatever that contained space is to establish the character and also the time, too, that you're trying to portray on screen. So it's a daunting task here, especially when you consider that, like I said, there's so much love and respect uh, for the individual that's being portrayed here that it would take an actor of the caliber of Daniel Day-Lewis, also considered one of the greatest actors of all time, to bring Abraham Lincoln to life on screen, unlike ever seen before. With all that said, with a supporting cast of the Leo Point meme, uh, where you're literally saying, oh my god, that guy! (laughs) And also, too, all of Steven Spielberg's regular collaborators brought on board here. There's so much to talk about with this film. So why don't we first start off actually with our very own history buff. Nicole Ackman. Nicole, uh, what do you think of Lincoln? Was this your first time viewing? Was it a repeat viewing? Tell us your history with it.
2: So I watched Lincoln for the first time whenever we were doing our uh, end of the decade retrospective ballots because I felt like it was one that I, I should watch. I had also been on a string of watching like movies in which Adam Driver has an obscure role, and this is a great one for that. Um, my favorite part of this film is when we see Adam Driver as the telegraph operator.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's
2: that, that
0: that's not high praise to start.
2: no. Um, so the first time I watched it, I found it absolutely boring. I actually fell asleep and had to back it up twice. Um, and so I watched it again, and I did manage to stay awake the whole time. But this film is basically exactly the kind of history that I became a historian to move past. This is the epitome of. Like, let's take a very interesting issue and only look at what the white men were doing about it. The way in which this portrays the passing of the 13th Amendment, while overlooking the decades of work put in largely by African-Americans and women, um, white and black, really irks me. And I also find the film insanely boring. Um, I do think, like, some of the crafts are really good. Um, I think the costumes are, for the most part, good. I love what Sally Field is doing here, even though I don't love how they're writing Mary Todd Lincoln. Um, And I think, like, Daniel Day-Lewis is good. He's fine. I don't think he's doing anything here that is anything special compared to any other performance I've ever seen him give. And I think that the makeup work on him is, like, actively bad. So, yeah, like, it's fine as a movie. It's the kind of film that, like... I will definitely never sit through again, though.
0: All right. But hey, I got you to sit through it again for this.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's the last time.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's move over next to Danilo Castro. Danilo, what do you think of Lincoln?
5: Um, I can see where some of Nicole's complaints come into play. I do think it is a little bit long in the tooth as a movie. I think some of Kushner's script writing can can really get a little broad and a little sentimental, especially when it gets more invested in sort of the personal aspects of Lincoln's life. That said, I do enjoy the movie mostly on the whole. I think it's strong when it's sort of, you know, sinking its teeth into this sort of political procedural uh, drama that it's, like, attempting to be. I think those those scenes where Day-Lewis is sort of allowed to you know, pontificate, uh, they are entertaining. I think the performances do a lot to elevate the material. And I think the material is, it can range from mediocre to pretty good. And I think what you get with everything combined is a little more complicated than that. I'll sort of save my broader opinions. I think it's a solid movie with a very good central performance. That's that's, I'll save that. Uh, I'll save it and keep it at that.
0: Okay. Okay. Sarah Clements, up to you.
1: Um, so I actually watched this for the first time for this retrospective. Wow. And the reason why I held off for so long is because political films aren't really my thing. And as I predicted, I didn't keep, didn't keep me as engaged as I'd hoped. I kind of was as bored as Nicole was watching it for the first time. Um, but I had a hard time following who was who, and I wanted to see more of Lincoln, the man, um, you know, as well as as apart from just the politician. But Daniel Day-Lewis is so good. And I love how soft spoken he was and his the sense of humor he brought to Lincoln. And it made me love him uh, way more because I hadn't really known that much about Lincoln prior to this. And I'm not really versed at all about the history of, you know, the American political parties as a Canadian. So I was surprised how radical the Republicans were here. Like, wish that was still the case um i love the makeup work to suddenly make him look older throughout the film and the feel-good moment of celebration where the amendment is passed had me tearing up and the queen of crying sally field had me tearing up too and as matt said the cast is so stacked i had so much fun waiting to see who would show up next like lee pace was probably my favorite like a little cameo there um Overall, I did like it and seeing the history behind this important time in America. Um, But as Nicole touched on, as I kept reading more about it, I was sort of disappointed that, you know, they didn't go more into the role that African-Americans and women had to make this freedom happen. But overall, I did enjoy it.
4: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
5: See website for details.
4: Okay. Dan Baer. So I will never be one to argue that this is not a good movie. But rewatching this movie for the first time since 2012, I felt exactly the same way now that I did then. Which is that while this is a very good and at times even excellent movie, I find it all very expected.
0: You mean like that Spielberg sentimentality sort of thing or?
4: Not necessarily that. I think that that is sort of the only way in which it isn't expected is that it's by Steven Spielberg and it is until the like very end, not quite as sentimental as I would expect. It is just like when when you say that in 2012, a movie written by Tony Kushner about Abraham Lincoln starring Daniel Day-Lewis as Lincoln, this is sort of exactly the movie that you would expect Hollywood to have made on this subject in every way. And I think that is both for better and for worse. I would never ever say that this is not a good movie, but I just don't, I don't find anything to get really excited about with it. Although there are elements of it that I really like.
0: Okay, all right, so not meeting up to, like, the expectation of something truly great. All right. Yeah. Okay, interested to dive more into that.
4: It's Oscar bait! Ah,
0: there it is. Okay.
4: (laughs) Good Oscar bait, but still Oscar bait.
3: All right, and now we come to Josh Parham. Well... When I first saw this movie in 2012, I'll be honest in saying that I really did like it. I thought it was a pretty incredible film. It was in my top 10. I thought it was a, one of my favorites of the year. But honestly, it is another one that, even though I really liked it at the time, I just haven't rewatched it lately. And so this was my first time watching it again in, in quite some time in many, many years. And I gotta be honest, I still really love this movie. And I I do understand the criticisms of it, and I do especially think that its very narrow perspective in the passage of this amendment does have some issues, certainly in who was um, participating in that fight and that struggle. And I absolutely believe that that is a very valid criticism to have. I think at the same time, though, there is a very obvious objective to keep that scope Rather limited. This isn't trying to be a very wide and sprawling tale. It's trying to be very focused in this, as you said, Matt, this four month period where they're trying to get this amendment passed. And I, while watching this, am completely riveted by it. I think that Tony Kushner creates just not only this dialogue that I think is just amazing to listen to, but I just love the political maneuvering that has to happen in these very carefully placed alliances that have to be constructed, and some things succeed and some things uh, don't. And when they fail, where is it to go to? And I, I love all of that. And it is a procedural element that still has something emotional at the core to it. And I think that Kushner's writing gets at that. I think Spielberg's direction actually it feels a little bit more muted this time. And I think that he kind of gets out of the way of the script and the performances and the performances are exceptional across the board. I think that the entire craft of this movie is exceptional. I really love all of those elements. So while I definitely hear the criticisms and agree with some of them uh, that they have validity, I think overall, I am still so riveted by the actual storytelling going on and the performances that are being presented, that I still find myself completely, just really enveloped by the overall storytelling in this narrative. So I still think that it's a pretty incredible film.
0: Okay, so we've got two nays, a, a meh, a yay, and uh, a slightly better meh. <laughs> well, I guess for myself. I said I, Mr. McPherson,
2: I... (laughs) No,
0: anyway, in all honesty, I echo pretty much everything that Josh just said a second ago, uh, word for word. And I know that sounds boring, so I'll add a little bit more to it. When I saw this in 2012, this was definitely one of my favorite films of the year, top 10 material. I loved pretty much almost everything about it. I say almost, (laughs) because... I think that the final five minutes of this movie are absolutely atrocious.
3: Which I have something to say about that, but we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, oh, we'll definitely get to that for like. sure. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, because I actually do have other feelings about it that I'm very anxious to talk about. Sure thing. Absolutely. Leading up to that, though, I loved everything
0: about this movie across the board. Pretty much thought it was damn near perfect. And when I think about like some of the other movies that Steven Spielberg has tackled in the past where he is, you know, kind of, I think, walking a very fine line as a white filmmaker telling black stories, even though this movie is about Lincoln, uh, it, it, you know, I think back to like Amistad and uh, also The Color Purple, I think here with that perspective of it focusing on the politicians, yes, it is very much about a important moment in black history, but I think that it's also like multi-purpose, like kind of like what Josh was saying too, and also how it's very, very narrow in its scope. Um, I actually do, as you know, as I'm sitting here 10 years removed from uh, the first time I saw it, and with you know, just more experience and understanding of the era, uh, I do agree actually with the criticism that the movie does not acknowledge. Not only the work that went into to pass the amendment from people outside of just a white, straight politicians of that time, but also to what happened afterwards and how, you know, there's like been great documentaries uh, like All In, The Fight for Democracy um, and a few others that clearly portray how slavery just essentially, yes, while it was abolished, it evolved and Americans still found ways to essentially keep the black race just shackled, I'll, I'll I'll just say, in different ways.
2: I also just find it very frustrating in that we actually do have two characters in the film who we see a few times um, who are black servants in the White House, Elizabeth Keckley and William Slade. Both of whom were actually leaders in the African-American community in Washington, D.C., working in, you know, raising, like Elizabeth Cagley worked in raising donations and and food and things for fugitives, um, fugitive slaves in D.C. And Slade was like a political leader in the city and in, in the black community. And the fact that the film doesn't touch that at all when they are. Like they each have multiple scenes. I just feel is like such an easy example of a place that they could have given a little bit more agency to people who were not rich white men um, and chose not to. And that frustrates me.
0: Well, have you interviewed Tony Kushner about it someday? And you can ask him.
2: <laughs> he doesn't want me to interview about him about that.
0: <laughs> I, I wouldn't. But I wouldn't be surprised, though, if in that 550 first draft, you know. These are things that might have been touched upon. But I will say that, you know, my love of this movie has, while contextualized over the years, uh, there are still a lot of things that I think just work on a pure cinematic level and just from a sheer storytelling level. Um, I remember watching this, and at the time, kind of similar to what was uh, expressed earlier, bored by American politics. Quite frankly, still kind of am today. If anything, I'm actually more... Uh, jaded by them, and I just don't want to hear about it in, in general. But here, this was like pre-House of Cards. I hadn't watched The West Wing back in 2012 at that point. I watched it later. Uh, so this was a movie that in many ways was showing me politics in a way that, you know, I had read about in history books and may have seen in some other movies, but I just I just thought there was so much more, so much more entertainment. Uh, to it all. And I think a lot of that is attributed towards the cast of the movie. So I don't want to get into like full detailed thoughts just yet. These are just like my general opening thoughts here. Uh, But I guess we could start off with uh, the central casting itself, uh, because we're going to talk about this cast a lot. And I think we should start with Daniel Day Lewis as Lincoln in a performance that, you know, from an award standpoint, we'll get into later. but. I remember at the time a lot of people being taken aback, not by Daniel Day Lewis giving another transformative performance to the point that you don't even know it's Daniel Day Lewis, but I remember a lot of people being shocked to find out that Abraham Lincoln actually had a, a high-pitched voice, and that Daniel Day Lewis was able to capture that. Uh, where if you look at a lot of his other roles, he usually has a lower register that he operates in, and then also too, he made him more. Warm and a storyteller and funny, and somebody that the people loved, and that's exemplified uh, many times here in this movie. So, why don't we first start off with uh, Daniel Day Lewis here? Who's got thoughts on his performance?
2: You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories.
3: I think it's really good. Yeah, I I, yeah, I do I really do. love his performance. And obviously it's Danny Day-Lewis. We know that he's capable of that and we know that he's somebody who goes very deep into research and really wants to explore like every little bit of this character. And while I can understand that it can seem rather part of, for the course of what he does, I still think that every time he is on screen, you do feel that, as you said, Matt, that warm invitation that you get pulled into. And I think that when he also has to Oversee the politics that are happening, and he has to do these maneuverings. I feel like I could see that going on. I could see the chess moves that he's trying to make, and how he is both like kind of excited by it, but also nervous at the same time. And yeah, I mean, it, it can seem like a pretty standard biopic performance, but I also think that there's a lot more nuance and layers going on at the same time and i do think that this ends up being a really spectacular performance and a great piece of work from daniel day lewis
0: hey everyone sorry to interrupt but this is a preview of our 2012 retrospective review of lincoln here on the next best picture podcast in order to get the full length Nearly three hour long review. You will have to head on over to Next Best Pictures Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you'll get the rest of this review and other exclusive podcast content from us as well. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time.